left off. I had uh, bold plans last week to get that lesson done. And many of you know that the best bold plans I have of getting lessons done usually fail epically. Amen. And uh, so, but that's all right. That's all right. I, I joked with a pastor friend today, and he was making fun of me online for posting long things. And I said, well, I'm nothing if not thorough. That's me. Amen. So uh, on your introduction there, uh, we, we noted as we continue to move through the key of Jesus Christ, we see multitudes of prophecies relating not only to number Roman number number one, the first coming of Jesus Christ. These prophecies have been perfectly and completely fulfilled in all God's people said which encourages the believer in regards to the trustworthiness of God's word. Uh, boy, if there's anything I want folks to say about me, they say, you know, he preached the word. He told us that God will keep his word. God, You can trust God. You can trust what he says in this blessed old book. Amen. And it encourages us in regards to the trustworthiness of God's word, and especially regarding the multitudes of prophecies of events to take place which are yet to be fulfilled relating to, number two, the second coming of Jesus Christ. So uh, Roman number number one, the first coming of Jesus Christ. Roman number number two, the second coming of Jesus Christ. We got through two. Amen. Two, two lines. Amen. The first line we had you write down there was Deuteronomy 30, 1 through 10, Ezekiel 37, 22, and, or I'm sorry, 21 and 22, chapter 37, verses 21 and 22, and then Romans chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. On the second line, we looked at the uh, number two, Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and then Revelation 16, verse 14, chapter 16, verse 14, and then Revelation 20, verse 8, which brings us to number 3. Uh, so we're going to write down three scriptures here. We'll, we'll look at them. Psalm 96, verses 10 through 13. Psalm 96, verses 10 through 13. And then after that, write Revelation 19:11 and Revelation 20, verses 11 through 15. Psalm chapter 96, verses 10 through 13. Revelation 19:11 and 20:11 through 15. So let's look at these verses here. Now we've got them on our page. So Psalm chapter 96, prophecy relating to the second coming of Jesus. That's what we're looking at here. Psalm 96, verses 10 through 13, tells us something that will happen here when, when the Messiah returns. It says there in Psalm 96.10, Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. Amen. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall what? Judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea roar and the fullness thereof let 
the field be joyful and all that is therein, then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he what? He cometh, and then it says it again. For he cometh to what? Judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with truth. Now let me ask you a question. It's not a trick question. When he came the first time, did he come to judge? No, he didn't. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. But when he comes the second time, he's coming to judge. And by the way, I'd rather have him as my savior than as my judge. Because you know what? Everybody's going to get, when we look at it here, they're going to get a fair trial. People say, oh, God's not fair. We, we say it a lot. You don't want God to be fair. You want him to be gracious and merciful. Because if he's fair and we get what we deserve, my goodness. So, Revelation 19. Revelation 19, again, this is a, a familiar <clears throat> scripture. When Christ returns here. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. And what's it say here? It says, And I saw heaven opened... And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. Amen. And in righteousness he doth what? Judge and make war. Jump over just a page, probably some of you may not even need to turn a page. You look at Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. says, And I saw a great white throne. This is the last judgment. Everyone at this judgment is lost. Everyone. Everyone at this judgment has the same destination. And that's the lake of fire. And it tells us about it. It says, I saw a great white throne from him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea, which gave up, the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were what? judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So number three here, we, it deals with when the Lord returns, he's going to judge. He's going to judge, and he's going to judge righteously and, and justly. Number four, write down two scriptures. Now number four. Isaiah 9, 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. And then Luke chapter 1, verses 32 and 33. So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. And then Luke chapter 1, verses 32 and 33. So let's go to these scriptures. Isaiah, just about smack dab in the middle of your Bible. Unless you have a study Bible, then you never can tell. They're all over the place. Notes everywhere. Isaiah chapter 9, <clears throat> verse number 7. And we know verse 6 very well. And we usually, verse 7 is tied in. Amen. Really, verse 6 is kind of a 
first coming verse and verse 7 is a second coming verse. It says here, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Now let me ask you this, when Jesus came the first time, could that be fulfilled? Was there peace on the earth then? No, Rome was squashing people. And it's a lot has happened since. But when he returns again, the Prince of Peace, he's going to, he's going to bring peace. By the way, if you, you know anything about it, he's going to bring it through strength. He's going to bring it by making war with those that hate him, and then there's going to be peace, finally going to be peace. But then what does it say? There shall be no end upon the what? The throne of who? David, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So go over to Luke, and you see another prophecy here in the New Testament relating to the same thing. This was before Jesus was born. He was about to be born. The angel is talking to Mary here, visiting Mary and talking to her. And he says, in verse 30, he says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name what? Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. So what do we learn here? Did, when Jesus was alive, when he came the first time, did he sit on David's throne? Did he rule the earth? So what is this? He's going to do that when he comes again. He's going to sit on, sit on David's throne and reign. So uh, praise the Lord. Number five, just one scripture. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and 6. Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. All right. And the Word of God says, Behold... The days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a what? King shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Boy, there's so much in these verses that deal with, uh, you have, he's coming to execute judgment and justice. Uh, Israel, Judah will be saved. Israel will dwell safely. Uh, you know, there's an easy question. Is Israel dwelling safely right now? No. Is there a more dangerous place on the earth? I don't know. Close, maybe. Amen. But when Jesus Christ comes, Israel's going to dwell safely. By the way, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's what the Bible tells us. Amen. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So, uh, Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 4 and 5. Uh, number 6, Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 and 45. Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 and 45. 
I'm going to pick up my pace a little bit here, amen, because uh, I, need to finish, I need to finish this one tonight, amen. <laughs> so I've been waiting. I'm just giving everybody time to get there, amen, but uh, you're on your own after Daniel chapter 2, verse 44 and 45. It says, And in, those day, in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not let, be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. It shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest, that stone was cut out of the mountains without hands. Boy, that, that is one of the most wonderful titles for the Lord Jesus Christ right there. The stone cut without hands. Amen. And uh, in that it break in pieces the iron and the brass and the clay and the silver and the gold. The great God hath made known unto the king what shall come to pass. Of course, that was Daniel's image, which was all the kingdoms of the earth. And what this is saying is when the Lord Jesus Christ returns, all those kingdoms are going to be crushed under his kingdom. Amen. Next verses. And we're going to write these down, but we're not going to look up all these. And that is uh, number seven, Matthew 24, 1 through 2546, so that's two chapters of Matthew, you can see why we're not reading all that, amen. Uh, Matthew 24, 1 through 2546, and then Mark 13, 1 through 37, and then Luke 21, verses 5 through 36. That is what is known as, and it's in all the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, that is what is known as the Olivet Discourse, and it specifically deals with the return of Jesus Christ. It's specific, all those passages, I think the one in Matthew is the most thorough, uh, but all three of them specifically deal prophecies, signs regarding when the Lord returns. Not talking about the rapture, it's talking about the return of Christ when he comes back to rule and reign. Uh, so that's number seven. Number eight, Acts chapter one, verses nine through 11. I've got five minutes and eight points. How many think it's gonna happen? It's going to happen, amen? It's going to happen. Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It says, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received them out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go. Amen. What is this talking about? The Lord Jesus is going to return. Amen. Amen. All right, next one. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, and chapter 2, verse 8. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, and then chapter 2, verse 8. Little book of 2 Thessalonians, short little book. Uh, chapter 1, verse 7 says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, that's what we read about in Revelation 19.11, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them who know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that, the, the gospel is so simple. All you have to do to obey it is to receive it. That's all. <clears throat> and, but it says here, who shall be punished 
with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. And then chapter 2 verse 8 says, talking about the Antichrist here, it says, and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. This, this has to do with the judgment when Jesus comes. Listen, this, this is not to be taken lightly. This is serious, this matter of salvation. I think people that trifle with it, and my goodness, this, this, that's a, just a tough scripture right there. But first, first Timothy, First Timothy, I've got to stay on track here. Chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, that's number 10. 1 Timothy 6, 14 and 15, it says, That thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the, what? Appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. When he comes back, he's going to be King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Next one, James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. James chapter 5. Verses 7 and 8. These are great verses. Encouraging verses. Old farmer verses here. If we got any old farmers in the room, I don't know if we do. Amen. It says, Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the what? The coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. What's that tell us? He's coming. And he's one day closer. Glory. Amen. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 3. So 1 Peter's the next book, then 2 Peter. 2 Peter 3, 3, number 12. What does this tell us about when the Lord returns? Something really critical. It says, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking over their own lusts. Have you taken a look at the world lately? I thought so. Amen. Certainly, coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Amen. Uh, Jude 14 and 15. We did 50 weeks on Jude, amen, on Wednesday nights. Jude 14 and 15. What does it tell us in Jude 14 and 15? It says, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. By the way, that's you and me. To execute judgment upon all. Here it is again. Why is he coming? And to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. When Jesus returns again, he's going to hush them. He's going to hush them. It's time to hush. You've had your say. Quiet. Whew. My goodness. And then we read the next one, number 14. We already read it. Uh, Revelation 19, 11 through 21. So we'll not read it again. But we have two more there. So number 14 is Revelation 19, 11 through 21. That deals with, obviously, when the Lord returns, fights against his enemies. Uh, number 15, Revelation chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. <clears throat> Revelation 24 through 6. 
And uh, particularly verse number 6 there, if you look at that with me, it says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years when he returns. And then the last one, number 16, Revelation 22, verse 20. Revelation 22, verse 20. All of these are all about one subject. What does it say there? It says, He which testifieth of these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Father, bless.